Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hello darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew Up Dog Curfew Call. Big fella, this guy Fox Yeah, you like this tarp? I haven't seen that in a while, yeah, it looks nice I know, I had to pull it out of the closet No, it looks good, good stretch Yeah Good, uh, you know this guy Fox, that'll be a staple here at Mr. Curfew yeah, forever, has right? Been, yeah, yeah, has been. I think some of the fans have been wondering where the hell those shirts went. <laughs> I, know, like I they know. went off the shelves quick. Now they're gone. They were. Our, this was like our first merch. Remember, we were that ordering was our, our first, first time? yeah, first logo. Yeah, we're like, we got to get a bunch. We of came in hot out of the gate. Mm-hmm. It's good. First time I wore this guy Fox shirt was I was living in CDM, and it was the ones that we, we designed the first ones. Right, remember we bought so many of them because we thought they would sell like hotcakes. Right, we're like everyone's yeah. gonna wear them, and. Jody, my neighbor across the street, you know Jody. Her grand, her mom that day was like, "Hey, you'll never guess it. I was walking Ocean Boulevard and I saw this big guy wearing a shirt that says this guy fucks on." <laughs> so right then I was like, "Maybe this is maybe this is not meant for me to be strolling around Ocean Boulevard, or maybe it is because you know, get the people talking, get them talking, yeah, especially." Man. I just felt bad. Like she was. Like, I was gonna say, how does she look? Oh. I can't remember. Can't remember. <laughs> I didn't see her, but she saw me coming. So, uh, up dog curfew calls continue here, buddy. Um, we both love them a lot here. Um, we got some good ones in the can, and some good ones that'll be coming out in the off season, like we've talked about. Um, the last one we did was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I can't wait for that one to hit the airwaves. Yeah, there's I'm gonna bunch. take it on the chin for that one hard. I'm gonna take some serious chirps. Ah. <sighs> I don't know. I think it's just going to be good laughter, banter. It's great banter back and forth, but I think just laughter through the microphones. You know, it sheds a lot of light on what's going on inside Ope's head. Yeah, uh, yeah. deep know, down that, inside. That's the bad part. Darkness. That's the <laughs> and the light and the, the darkness, my old friend. <laughs> oh, there's some fucking demons in there, boys. There's some fucking demons. I went dark on the boys, eh? No, no, you just, you, you're not ready for an apocalypse. Like, yeah. I just, you guys, Ruby, we're not eating you, Ruby. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Ruby, run, yeah. Ruby, run. Always <laughs> coming, look you're, out. Yeah, you're fresh chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> the best was you're like, just how about you shoot a, shoot a fucking bird or a fucking rabbit <laughs> or get a fish, put some miso glaze on that fucking thing. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Maxi, bigger guys are doing a great job with this. And to the fans, we appreciate the call-ins. I'm going to start off with a little read here. Uh, Joey Andrews, Brandon Manitoba, subject Brandon Manitoba slash toots, fellas. Up dog, this question is for you. Do you have any crazy stories from Brandon when you had to play here? God knows you probably didn't choose to come here. And how crazy was it going up against toots when he started going to hit guys? Thanks, fella. Brandon, Brandon Manitoba. Manitoba. Well, he's damn right about having the choice to go there. <laughs> I mean, listen, I grew up in Fort McMurray, and I didn't know there was another place on earth as cold and as stinky as Brandon, Manitoba. Yeah. Walking into that barn. It looks stinky. There was a real stench. But it, yeah, I'll tell you what it was from. It was from cow shit. <laughs> it was. It was. There was cow manure all over the fucking floor. I'm I looking. think they just had a, they must have just had a carnival in there or something, or that's just the way it smells. Well, one of the two. <laughs> Um, but, uh, tough, tough barn. 
tough barn. So in the W, you only go out there once every two years. So I don't think I, I, mean, I might have played one game in there. Um, and I'm sure Toots was in it, to be honest. I can't remember vividly, but uh, tough lighting. They got great jerseys. They got great jerseys. That's what they I, got a good I look. want to talk they to. They got you. a great jersey, good look. Tough building to play. It's cold. But again, you know, I didn't know there was a play. First time in Manitoba, but I didn't know there was a place just as, as cold and just windy and stinky as, as this, that place is. This is right in the middle of fucking Manitoba. Eh? She's in the middle She's of She's west nowhere. of Winnipeg. Yeah. Brandon, Manitoba. When I think of Brandon, Manitoba, the Wheat Kings, I think of Wade Redden. Right? Yeah. And then obviously I think of Jordan Tutu. Of course. And then I think of a guy by the name of Aaron Rome. Romer. Romer would go back to Brandon because that's where his girl was from. I'm like, what are you doing this offseason? Ah, driving back to Brandon. I'm like, you're spending the whole summer in Brandon. I think he may still fucking live there. Romer, I, I hope he still don't live in Brandon. I hope you moved to Kelowna or I something. I played against him forever, but I remember him more as a... Um, Swift Current Bronco or something? Yeah, or, or a Blade. Saskatoon Blade? I think, and I'm going to look that up right now because I just said it on air, and I might as well be right if I said it. <laughs> That's okay. We can edit it. It's okay. We can edit it. And then I think of a guy by the name of Ryan Craig who coaches Vegas still. So he played there with Toots. Yeah, and yeah. McCremen was the GM there, right? Saskatoon Blades, Aaron Rome, 99 to 2001. So I think maybe he didn't, he didn't play in Brandon. He just he didn't play in Brandon. He just no. lived there. This old lady was from there. Okay, so listen. Fucking what a WHL career this guy has. Romer? Listen. Yeah. 98-99 to 2000-2001 with the Blades. But he got traded to Kootenai his last year. And then to Swift the year after for three years. This motherfucker played five years in the dub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he signed as a free agent with the Ducks. How do you play... How do you play over from under. 98 to 99 to 2003 That's and That's what we call the fucking under over. John House. Housey. He Shout out to you. I love you. 16 to 20? Underager? Wow. Overager. Yeah. You never want to be an under <laughs> no, The under the over. over was a tough, tough thing. What's the over under here? You're, you're That's just... a lot of time riding the fucking iron long through Western Canada there. Did they have the red seats in Brandon when you played there like this? It looks like they got red seats. Does that make sense to you? I know it's a fucking while ago. They, they had to get a new barn since you played. No, no? I don't think so. I don't know. No, it's still a stinky. <laughs> still, still the stinky. Still old cow pouch, fucking stinky place or what? Good for this guy. Good for, you know what a path for two hundred and twenty six NHL games. Now that we're on Aaron Rome, still did Romer only play two hundred twenty games? Two hundred twenty six. Hurt, right? Do you remember Aaron? He was a great Canuck on the final. Do you remember that final? But listen, do you remember Game Three? Canucks dropped two nothing. Game Three, Aaron Rome knocks Nathan Horton out colder than <sighs> piss on a plate. I mean, out. Probably ruined was his it career. Game Three or. Yeah, anyways, the next game, or maybe it was game one or two, but anyways, next thing you know, Thornton's in the lineup, and look out. Yeah. Sean Thornton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, correct me if I, the people when this come out will, will correct me, but I think it was, I thought it was game three in Boston, Romer hit Nathan Horton, knocked him out cold, Bruins came back to win game three, they won game four, and they won game six and seven, I think, and Romer got kicked out for the whole series. Like, it was a, that big of a hit. But yeah, Romer was, I played with Romer in Cincinnati, man. He, he, you know, I don't know if you went through this because you were a first rounder, but game three. Game three. Yeah. Laid him out, hospitalized him. Yeah. Out cold. And it kind of changed the series. It kind of woke the Bruins up a bit. Like, holy fuck. It was a clean hit in the nineties. They say <laughs> classic I mean, Scott Stevens style. It was a big hit. Romer, Romer was a thick, um, you know, Western Fucking guy with good yeah. style. Romer yeah, had, yeah, good yeah, style he did have good style too. Good style. He yeah. had good style on the ice. He had good style off the ice. Ooh. Um, he got us banned from the bars in Portland. <laughs> Portland, Maine, got us banned from the bars for, for doing what? Well, listen. When I went, when I, they moved us from Cincinnati to Portland, Maine, and oh. shout out to my dad. Yeah, what a hit! What a hit! What a fucking it's clean. Hit. My dad said, "Hey, be careful down in Portland, Maine. You don't want to fuck around with these fishermen guys because they're tough, right?" Yeah, yeah. So Romer one night at the bar was like chirping a guy about how much money he had and these guys waited for him and they fucking kicked the shit out of Romer, broke his jaw Oof. and we were wow. banned from that bar. So we found another bar to go to. I bet. <laughs> yeah, we found another bar to go to. But, uh, <laughs> Thanks for taking that for the team, Romer. I actually sat in the hospital with, with Romer all night and his fucking jaw was just fucking in one, I remember. I, I love Romer, crusty, crusty guy. Good player. I thought he played more games than that, but what a hit that was, huh? That was, that's just, that's laying him out. I mean, it was a shoulder right to the head and, and you watched your pass. When you stand in the middle of the ice. I mean, that's just. As Dodd Cherry says, that's what that's happens when you, when you admire your pass. Eh? Yeah. Boom. Like, it's just it's how many, a good hit. How many games is it nowadays? Life, right? No chance like, for parole. 
It's life I, in prison. I, I'd I'd love to say no, but it is. Yeah, I fucked. You just don't. No one's looking for that hit anymore. Yeah, that's the you know. Except maybe for, that that was the you know the whole purpose of implementing lifetime bans when you hit people is to just take the thought of even hitting a person out of the game. Lifetime bans, lifetime ban, Paulie. Yeah. Where would be without our rules? Oh, bro. Um, I want to talk about Tutu hitting, but I remember Toots playing. In, of course. I remember he's a Wesley guy, right? Yeah. We don't know a whole lot that's going on. We didn't have social media back then, but World Juniors, obviously, is when Toots came onto the... But what was he like playing in the Western League? Like, was he just... Because in the American League, I always, I always say this about Toots. I'd rather play against Toots in the NHL than the American League. Because in the NHL, he had to play the system, right? He couldn't just go full kamikaze style. In the American League, if Toots was this F2 and he was supposed to lock the... He didn't lock the wing. He no, came fucking right down and tried to kill you. So was he even more reckless in junior? Like you uh, didn't know him then, right? No, I knew him. I knew him as kids. So we... Oh, you did? Yeah, no, I, I knew him as kids and we got to really know him kind of uh, in our latter part of junior. But listen... His uh, his second year in Brandon, twenty goals, forty eight points. His third year, thirty two goals, seventy one points, and then he had almost forty goals. His last year, I mean, he was a goal scorer, but he was a killer. So, kind of had both weapons and um, was a fan favorite. Was a league wide known villain who. Uh, <laughs> savage you know who was a high draft pick and then went and had a great nhl career so the fuck he was a killer yeah and and you know someone i think might have his jersey retired in brandon right now and a well-deserved one here's wade red and look at those old weak kings uniforms those are the ones i remember yeah those are sick yeah. those are nasty yeah um I, we talked a little bit before we got into this you but you know when i think of weak kings too i think of tragically hip tragically hip like you gotta think. I know you don't remember that, right? As when Kenny would they Power, play it? Maybe they play it after a win. Or as something. Kenny Powers okay. says, in, uh fuck, what was that? Show? Kenny Powers. He's bound down. He says, sometimes you gotta forget the little memories to make room for the big ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've had a lot of memories in my life, and sometimes you kind of have to dump the small ones to make room for the bigger ones. You don't remember <laughs> if they played it or not, but I'm thinking they had to play Wheat Kings in that barn back in the day. You'd think. If not, then the well, fucking guy should have fired. Yeah. yeah. What was the worst place to play in the WHL? What's the worst barn you went into? You're like, fuck. Um, I had the drive to Prince George is the worst. Because <laughs> we were the closest one and it was six and a half hours. Where's Prince George? Prince George is northern BC. Oh, wow. And it's six hours away from Kamloops, which is the, the closest city that it has in the WHL. So no, picture that. I can't. It's crazy. You go up there and play a Friday, Saturday night game. Try to dodge the fights <laughs> when you leave the barn. Because um, you're talking about street fights. They're everywhere. They were all outside the hotel. You'd get woken up at 2.30 in the morning on game night to like a bunch of fucking hooligans downstairs on the street, which you could see out your window, fighting outside like the local tavern, just toe to toe. It was actually kind of fun. You're like, boys, wake up here. These guys are fucking chucking yeah. away. <laughs> you you didn't have cell phones, so you're just calling everybody's room. Wake up and watch this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, like for us in the Ontario League, it's the teams up north, right? Like Sault Ste. Marie, like the fucking barn was shit. Terrible, cold. North Bay, Owen Sound. Yeah, I'd say. We used to say, swift. fuck around, they'll send you to the sound. Really? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, fuck around, fuck around, they'll send you to the sound. Exactly. That was what it was like. Like, we'll send you from Kamloops to this, like, Swift Current Broncos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, like, Medicine Hat, where Loops and Bowmeister and those boys played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got good unis, too. I like I liked Medicine Hat's unis back They got the, the old Smarty Box. Yeah, the seats are all different kind all of colors. All different colors, yeah, yeah. That's where Commie's from, too, right? Americans probably don't understand what the Smarty Box means. Do you guys understand what that means? You guys ever had Smarties? Smarties yeah, are like... candies? Yeah, so, okay, so that that's why. Because they're all different colors. Oh, yeah. And the fucking outside of the box is all different colors. <laughs> but Smarties aren't really an American candy. You got to look They're out for those colors outside the box. Tread eh? <laughs> <laughs> carefully. Yeah, what you, kind of colors you what got? What kind of there? colors you got around that box there? Um, do they have Smarties in, in the States, though? Is that oh, stupid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, but yeah. not. You're more of an M&M country. <laughs> what about Reese's like, Pieces? You like Reese's Pieces more than M&M's? Like the Reese's Pieces little ones? Yeah, I think Kit Kats are top tier no matter what. I think they're over it. What I'm, about... You guys don't have the Wonder Bar. No. no. You don't have the old Henry either. No. Mr. Big Bar? No. Oh. Yeah. See, there's a Smarties. Still the Smarties on there too. They Hen What's better, old Henry or Mr. Big Bar? What would you have if you went back home? I had to pick put one. the old Henry in the fridge and just crush it with some vanilla <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> it's tasty. Yeah. 
Um, Mr. Big Bar is not bad too, by the way. I had one with my nephew when I was going. I, I noticed the other day you pulled out a Twix bar. Is that your go-to or your Twix guy? Twix, yeah, I like Twix. Twix? Double yeah. whammy. Oh. <laughs> Hockey sticks. <laughs> Double whammy. Joey Edwards, thanks for the call, buddy. Toots was a killer. Um, the old Brandon Wheat Kings. I'll read one more here, Maxie, from Todd Stevenson. The old subject is practice tilts. Got my attention ups. Yeah. Love a good practice tilt. Fallas, big fan of the show. You're better than spitting chicklets, hands down. I wish we were making what they were making. Yeah. Yeah. But we hear that often. So yeah. Thanks, bud. Guys. Thanks, bud. Uh, I wanted to know if you guys have been in any practice fights and with who, and also what is the best practice tilt you've ever witnessed? Keep up the great work. The best practice tilt that I remember, it was a priest, it was an exhibition tilt when I was growing up was Wendell Clark versus somebody in the Leafs training camp. It was, I remember seeing it. It was toe to toe practice jerseys with the numbers on um, the best practice fight I've ever seen. The funniest one I've ever seen was Lupul and Brookbank in Cincinnati. Yeah. Loops would be intense, right? Yeah. Fun. Loops was intense every day. Yeah. Like there's times that me that year since he, me and loops almost yeah. got like, I would cross check him and slash him and he'd give me one back. And I look, let's fucking go loops. Like I'll go here right now. <laughs> Fuck you. But yeah, he was intense. Yeah. And Brookbank couldn't get out of it. So Brookie had Loops' double pad and he just threw it at him and fucking hit Loops like right, <laughs> like right in the head. At lunch, we were dying about it. We were dying over For it. For sure. So, um, I, I would get one practice till the year. Well, I mean, we had lost like eight straight against Vancouver uh, when I was in Vancouver, sorry. And Willie Mitchell went after Mason Raymond and then I went after Willie Mitchell. And I love Willie Mitchell. He's one of my best buddies on Vancouver. It's just, you know, when you're losing. Yeah. And then in Colorado... I I'm think trying I, to think here too. Like, as I, go I don't back. think you're a big practice fight guy though, are you? No, like, but like well, who on our, like I would be intense too, but I never, yeah. did I? Fuck, I think I've been pulled off a guy before. I mean, the best practice fight ever has to go down as Robert Bertuzzo oh, versus Stanford. Sure. They yeah, went on yeah. to win the Stanley Cup. That has to be the best yeah, practice fight in the history of the NHL. It was one-sided for sure. But, no, I know, but it turned, but yeah, it changed the whole what, season around. For what it's, the purpose of a practice fight is. To wake the was, boys up. Yeah. Because you're really only doing it when things are going bad. Yeah. It's like, or, or some guy's just hung over and he wants to fucking fight someone. Yeah. You, you poke in the wrong pair. <laughs> You're poking the wrong Scott guy. Walker used to like, I want to say Scott Walker got in one with a guy back when I was young in Nashville. Yeah. He was intense. He was one of our leaders. We weren't very good. And fucking, he had a Rawlings fucking catcher's mitt for a face too. His, his nose, his like he, he used to fight and take punches and he was tough. Yeah. Old school guy. Old school. Big old honker on him, right? His nose. It massive. just squished. Like, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I, I remember thinking about practice fights. Like, you never want your teammates to get hurt, right? So, like, when somebody went down or whatever, get in there. But then guys would jump in right away, and I'd be like, let them go, boys. Like, let For them sure. go. Like, we don't want anyone to get hurt here. But if they, if it's got to that point, like, an assistant coach jump in, like, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Get out of there. Let them go. We'll, we'll break it up. We don't need the coaches breaking up. We'll get in there eventually and break it up. So, there was... There was always practice fights. Vancouver, we had lots. Yeah. Kessler was always, I mean, those guys, I love playing with Ryan Kessler, Burroughs, Bieksa, those guys. But I mean, listen, they, they get the under guys your, you wanted to probably yeah, fight. They're yeah. guys that get under your skin when you're on their own team. So I'm sure there was, Vancouver, it seemed like we had a lot of scuffles. Like, Who was like, building those squads, by the way? Mike Gillies. So I wonder, was he like that when he played too? Well, I think Dave Nonis was the guy who drafted like Kessler, Bieksa, found Burroughs. Berkey drafted the Sedins. Yeah. Nonis, I think, brought in Luongo or maybe Berkey. Yeah. And then Mike Gillies brought in, like, Samuelson, Demetra, Wellwood, Horty. Yeah, good, yeah, good, good yeah, squad. Yeah. But, they, it, I mean, Kessler was... Was Adler back then? Was he Adler, a young rookie? Matthias yeah. Olin, Sammy Sallow. But Kessler Kess and Burr and, and Juice, too, they practiced hard every day. I mean, like, Kessler yeah, yeah. was a prick out there in practice. Like, yeah, for sure. I remember I come in the room and see him, I'm like, what is wrong with you today? Oh, yeah. fuck it. Crusty. So he'd go out there, practice hard. So there was always something going on. Yeah, yeah. And the media boy. guys couldn't wait for it up there. So old Murph is up there just wearing a six suit. Yeah. Looking good. Do you think there's still practice fights nowadays no. or no, no, you would think. No, there's not. No, there's not. I mean, maybe on like, like the flyers this year, Tortorella flyers, but you would have heard about it. And yeah. we know that because we yeah. don't see it. There's a lot of cameras on the Holy. guys now. Yeah. There wasn't one practice fight that I saw this year that made it to social yeah. media. So that's a no, 100%. Enjoy your practice fight, boys. <laughs> boys, get a good practice Come fight on. going on. Maxi, fire one at us here, fella, please. It's Jason. I've been listening since day one. I, like you, miss Broadway Jimmy Scoops Hayes. But I got a question for you. This past weekend, I recently went to a college hockey game at the Houston Fieldhouse in Troy, New York. 
great old school barn. At least it had the vibes for it. What I wanted to ask you was, what's an old school barn that you miss playing in? And if you had the power to bring it back, what would it be? Enjoy the show. Appreciate all you do. You guys are the best. Take care, fellas. Fucking soft yeah, voice. What, what on was the his guy name, there. Max? Nice, nice voice this there. Jason. Jason. What thanks a sincere the, guy. Thanks for the call, fellow. I bet you that guy sends Christmas cards. <laughs> you know, like nice guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Could you guys agree or <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From a guy who doesn't send Christmas cards, I would say probably, yeah. Yeah, like that's I, I a guy you fucking what a probably, statement. You know. <laughs> I don't send Christmas cards. What's his name? <laughs> Jason. I bet you we get a Christmas card from Jason. This <laughs> Jason, if Jason says, I'll be a Christmas card to Hall Pass Media, buddy. <laughs> Do you guys send Christmas? Bing, I, I know Bing does not send Christmas cards. I guarantee you don't send Christmas cards. Well, no, I got a fan. My mom, we don't do Christmas cards. We do Valentine's Day cards because my three sisters can't decide on a fucking photo for Christmas. So it takes up until Valentine's Day. And then my mom's like, all right, we're just sending out a photo, guys. Doesn't count. Yeah, that's kind of. I bet you do with your girlfriend. No, no, we don't. No, Binger, you're. How old are you now? Twenty five. Give me twenty seven. And yeah, you can't join the family Christmas card. You (laughs) got to send out like your own. You got to branch out, bro. (laughs) You can't. Well, no, I'm not like my mom. Just sends it out. I'm not a part of it. I don't care what's on that card. My mom just sends it out. Get one with your bong next year. You put your bong beside you and have a Christmas sweater on and just say Merry Christmas from me, my roommate, and our pup. Yeah, yeah totally. I did that. I've done that with my roommates and our yeah, dog. We had no six guys in the house. Ones, yeah. We all yeah. wore sweaters and yeah, had mugs full of whiskey sitting big. by the fire. And it's nice. I want to. I want to open up a Bing Banta fucking Christmas card. This year. I don't. I listen. I'm chirping you, but I don't send them out either at all. I've never thought about it once. Yeah. I just my mom does it. Yeah. No, sometimes even Time if to bring you don't have on. a photo on it, you just write a nice little message. Hey, eh? like you know. The one year in Denver, I almost wanted to get like a bunch Merry of fucking Christmas, you say, <laughs> bunch of strippers, like just sitting around me and yeah. send it to all the guys on the team, eh? to the wives, hey, eh? Merry Christmas from Holmes. Yeah. Here's the staff of shotgun wings here. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking pussied out or I forgot to do it or something. But uh, you know what? Listen, honestly, about Christmas cards are nice to get. I mean, Eric I Lobby agree. sends me one. I get one from you guys. Yeah. Well, like, Big Canyon, we get up for all the boys. Yeah. I get one from. Uh, Tip. Tipton. Yep. Frosty. Uh, uh, Frosty doesn't send me one, mm-hmm. I don't think, did he? Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe Frosty he did. Sent yeah, him. maybe he did. Um, Should I start sending out Christmas F- cards? Fiddlers send them. Toots sends them. Just me, just me <laughs> and my body pillow. <laughs> 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 Merry Christmas from me and my body pillow here. This is where I... Oh, fuck. Is they're that... nice to get. The Christmas cards are nice yeah, to get. totally. So you think... Uh, what was his name? His name was um, Joe. Jason. 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 Jason sending out Christmas cards. Yeah, his name's Jason. Um, yeah, I think he is. Okay. That was fucking hilarious. I'm talking. Favorite barn that I wish they still had for me. This is bittersweet because I never really won much in it, but Joe Lewis Arena. Oh, he's fucking wrote down the yeah. same thing. I figured you probably did. I, Small, I, yeah. That was great. Did you I have a little more success than I did in there? Because I didn't a, have a whole lot of success. We had a playoff round in there. We had... Um, yeah, man. I think I think I did. I think I had a couple goals. You couple, did? A couple... Yeah, like... Yeah, I look back and, and have great memories like fucking nashville always playing up against the wings right like we were we were never favored but we took them deep in a playoff round one year um we they were always legends so it was always just a treat to be out there battling against those guys it had a certain smell like popcorn and beer and and hot dogs yeah popcorn hot dogs little caesar's pizza and stale miller light is what she smelled like and god it smelled good yeah I forgot about my time in Nashville, my one year. But yeah, anytime we went in there with the Preds or they came, remember when they come to Nashville, how many Detroit fans? Yeah, were there? yeah, it's just crazy. Fucking crazy. That's why I think we heard a story from your buddy who tried to go down there with Toronto and couldn't get tickets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it used to be completely opposite. Right. Like the Nashville fans were, you know, filled up a quarter of the building and everyone else would. And I think once the organization turned itself around, they said, we're never going to let this happen again. So they protect their tickets to Smart. the locals. Yeah. Oh, something I'm going to, yeah, that's, that, you're absolutely right. That's exactly why they did it. But how about with the Joe, when you walk in, right, you come in, you park in behind there right off of, uh, I guess it's Lake Michigan. You walk yeah. in through the security, old freezing. school security, freezing your balls off. And then you walk in and it's just like legends, like yeah. they're Stanley cup winning teams and just the names of guys that have played there. And then you look down and there's the fucking Red Wings dressing room and they're, you know, Datsuk's playing soccer already or Zetterberg's walking by and you're like, here we go. Then yeah, Stevie yeah. Eisman walks by or Chelly or whoever. You're like, yeah. holy fuck, what's yeah, going on here? That's real hockey. 
<laughs> do you think the kids nowadays get that when they like, you know, when they come into say LA and they see Doughty and Kopitar and like, or, or, yeah. or, or, or who do they or like, like Tampa when they go into Tampa now, they probably, these young kids look at like Cooch and Stammer and Headman yeah. and fucking Vassal. Yeah. That's Crosby the, Ovechkin. There you go. Yeah. But, 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 but that team has so case. many legends. Like you go into Pitt now. Yes, they have Malkin left. They have Latang and they have Crosby. But this had fucking Fedorov. You know, it had. I know. Just name, Fuck. You, you name Larry Onoff. They had everyone there when we Geisman, were young. Geisman, Shanahan, Hall. We were young kids. Fucking yeah. Darren McCarty. Yeah. Mulpey, Draper, yeah, Dominator, Ozzy. Yeah, and they're, they're always fucking hanging out around there too. You'd come in, you'd see them just hanging out. You're like, hey, what's up, bud? how are we gonna beat these guys tonight lindstrom oh. remember lindstrom walking the line oh, on the yeah, power yeah, play yeah. i was talking about this the guy at the bay club this guy uh, his name's eric he's a big kings fan and we were talking about power plays with the oilers or whatever and i was like he asked me like back in the day i'm like the red wings like you take a penalty against the red wings yeah you're like fuck what right holstrom in front of the net yeah the lindstrom gets everything through you're just like we're in one do you think like if you had a, a power play kid now, like say, so Bouchard, for example, you're talking about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not just think it'd be beneficial if you're the D coach there to just watch like film on Lidstrom back in the day on, on the point and how he like would just walk the line and, and he would hang out on the blue line. Like mm -hmm. he wouldn't dip in, right? Because he would He'd create so much space. He would he walk would that line like it was... Like it was taped to his fucking in between his legs. It's funny you say that. He would have his skates outside the blue line. And shout out to Dan Balsma and Brad Shaw. When I started playing in the American League, they said that. Watch, watch Lindstrom. They pull up Lindstrom. And he would walk the line with his skates outside the blue line and the puck inside to give him that extra. Yeah. If you're the winger coming out hard to me, yeah. you may think twice when you look up and I'm all, and you're like, fuck, I can't get way out there. I'll stop. Yeah, because it opens up every Everything. seam behind you. Every seam. Dan Boyle was great at that. But, but so I, I mentioned Bouchard because he's so far in all the time and he's doing like circles. Like he, you, know, you need to do linear movements straight across. I agree. Less is more. I would agree. Less yeah, would be more for him. Don't come in too much. Yeah, stay out there. He just wants to get in there and start sniffing with 97 and 29 though. He knows yeah. he's going to get fucking hundred points like Carlson. Yeah. But I you're guess, right. Stretch, guess, the, stretch the zone. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. Stretch the zone. I guess you do give a better angle pass to the half wall guy for a one-timer if you're closer. You know what I mean? The puck comes along more flat than it does steep. Yeah. But if you're passing it down to dry side, he can shoot it from it. He's like Lemieux. He can shoot it yeah, he, one timer from He does have the Lemieux one timer from the corner. This is a heel to toe snap. Cheesy. Yeah. What about the old Mellon Arena? That's the other one that I, I the old In igloo. Pit? The yeah. old igloo. I, that playoff, talking playoffs, great playoff oh, series yeah. there too again. Fuck yeah. Um, that place was great too. That was full of rats and but the, the, I mean, that the, was disgusting underneath the away room there was gross it was yeah. the most gross thing of everything but the actual rink was cool yeah i liked playing there i actually one night i was in vancouver and someone got hurt and i had to play with willie mitchell and i played a ton of minutes and we went in there and beat sid and the boys and it was great i was like fuck right has that just happened like i went from playing probably 12 minutes to 22 with mitchie and we saw a lot of sid we saw a lot of 71 and it was a big win so maybe that's why i like it because that's what i think of like it was one of my not many games. barns too where you come out for uh, warm ups or for and skate <laughs> and skate past them old school style. Yeah, I had that Michelle Terry and chase me across the ice the one time. <laughs> Did you? I called him like a French fuck and he completely lost his marbles. And well, that's exactly what he is. And then the red the ref came to Palmgren after the game and said like I don't know what Upshaw said to this guy, but we're probably gonna have to look into it because you know, I've never seen a coach lose his mind so much and. Homer's like, come on, what, what could have he said, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then so Homer, I'm getting on the bus. He's like, what'd you say to Terry? And I'm like, I called him a French fuck. And he's like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> As in, good. Exactly. Um, he's like, good. I love that shit. I hate the look of that Michelle Terry. And he had to be a bad guy. He had to be, isn't he? Totally. Like, he just had that I don't, look I haven't of like, heard a good word about him from no. anybody. I remember Andy Kyoto, who I think is now the goalie coach for Pittsburgh, was our goalie in St. Mike's, who he was drafted by Pitt. And like Kyoto was the nicest Kyoto, kid. yeah, little guy. Yeah, Italian guy. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. work ethic. Oh, great he was guy. the goalie in Wilkes-Barre when we played. Exactly. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. And like I remember, you know, he, when he turned pro and I'd bump into him or whatever and I'd ask him about Terry and he's like, this guy's the biggest sucking. So if Kyoto was to say that, this guy was literally the nicest kid you've ever seen. Had fucking chest hair flying, like 18, 19 years old playing junior with him. I had hardly any ball, like hair on my balls, and he just had chest hair flowing. I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> like, how old are you? But he was, a, he was a great guy. And to me, if Terry had said that, fuck him. So yeah. you were right. Yeah. If you can't call somebody a French fuck in the Stanley Cup playoffs, what's going totally. on? Totally. No, no, no. Yeah. 
It's nothing. It's not frowned upon. No. He what can't speak English. He's French, so you French fuck. What about the old rink in Edmonton? I hated Rexall. I fucking hated it. I liked it. it. You liked it. Well, I that's because it. it was my hometown barn. God, it was so shitty and cold. And just <sighs> but shitty. it was cold everywhere up there. So it's like there wasn't a rink that was going to protect you from the cold. It was like you <laughs> no, just I get know. in there and play a nice, good, hard hockey game. Good lighting. Good lighting. Good ice. Yeah, great ice. Good ice. Good announcer. One of the best in the they world. They always had a tough team, too. Like, I would go in there, they have, like, McIntyre and Struddy and Sheldon Surrey and Stortini. Like, Stortini. <laughs> Stortini. I'm like, this fucking guy. Yeah. Ripper. I'm like, Ripper, go grab Stortini and kick the fuck out of him. I fought Greener in there at Rexall. But just, like, I don't know. I never played great there. Like, you wake up at the fucking Fairmont downtown. Turn the shower yeah. on. It takes no. There's, a there's lot no of hot water. There's a lot of issues with the experience of going in there to play. Yeah, there was no hot water. But the barn itself, like it was just a good, it's a good hockey barn, right? I didn't like it, but it's okay. I mean, you're yeah. a Western guy. Was that the first barn you saw NHL hockey game? Of course, in? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple games. Gretz. Uh, Gretz was with the Kings when I first went there. Wow. So that was probably ninety. You know, say ninety two, ninety three. What about the old Sal Dome? I hate the Sal Dome too. <clears throat> Did you like playing the dome? No. no. It's funny that we still have to talk about this not being like a, a barn that's moved on from it. <laughs> totally. It's right? embarrassing. Calgary Flames, I would put up way more of a stink if I was a Flames fan. Totally. If I lived in Cowtown, come on. There's lots of money in Cowtown. Why can't they get a new barn there? They just needed to, yeah. Right? They, they, they need the economy to start booming there, you know? Yeah, maybe. I uh, hated playing the Saddle Dome. That's why when I got traded to Calgary too, I was like, this is a fucking joke, but... Uh, my first first game I ever saw, dog, Old Maple Leaf Gardens. I never got to play in it, but I what a barn! What a barn! Did you ever go to it or see it or never, never? Yeah. Uh, great question there, up dog. You want to read the one from Sammy V there? Like, yeah, let's get you going, bud. Let's Sammy get you going, bud. Baby, let me see. I was just move my notes over here. <laughs> Sammy V, sup, fellas? Wanted to get your boys' thoughts on people in the media. Example is players in particular bitching about the shootout format. As a fan, I love to see a good shootout. Watching Patty Kane come down or Datsuk and put these goalies in a blender is awesome to watch. Also, you see Pizzetta's Selly for the shootout winner? That guy fucks. <laughs> anyway, boys, love what you're doing. Keep it up. R.I.P. Jimmy Scoops. Um, who's Pizzetta? Pizzetta's a guy. He's a meat stick that plays in Montreal. He wears number 55, like all meat do? sticks do. He did the Tiger Williams where he rode his stick after he That's won. That's full meat stick. Yeah. Yeah. I did see it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. The fact that he's getting away with it and someone didn't jump over yeah, the boards. And I mean, if you would have done that back in our era, he would have got pumped Done. the next time he played the. You, put, you talk about practice fights. Someone on your team would beat you up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're, bang, you're bang on. As for the shootout, you can throw me in the old school category up, dog. I, I'm over it. And listen, I'm, I'm all for. I want to go back to a tie because I think it's getting to the point now where this league is so close. It, the teams are so close to getting, whether you're in or not. That it comes down to a shootout to whether or not you're going to make the playoffs. Like, that doesn't tell me a better team. You just got better shooters. You got more skill. Like, it's getting to the point now where I would like to see, hey, it's a tie. I know it's never going to happen as long as Bettman's in control. But what's wrong with a good old-fashioned tie? I mean, we both played hard. We fucking left it all out there. Well, let's get out here with a point. Just as a jump on the bus. And as an ex-player, when we lose a shootout, everyone would come in and be like, oh, I'm like, what? And I wouldn't shoot, so I had no, nothing to dictate it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think so it's, why more are we the, like we lost? it's 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 more for entertainment value for the fans, I think. And and I mean think of it, like if they ended in ties now. Um think about betting though. What would a tie be? Plus. Yeah, I know. I just it's 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 hard because it takes away players' statistics that they built up now for how long? You know, fifteen years of shootouts, right? Yeah, but shootouts don't count as they don't count no, as goals. I know. I yeah. just mean it's been a category and yeah. whatever. It's separated some guys, given some guys some jobs. Like first, I was just gonna say that. So there's it, some guys that have held on because yeah. of the shootout. And that's like a guy face off guy, right? We we're talking yeah. about Nate Thompson. Tom are playing still playing because he's a good face off guy, good PK guy. If you're a good shootout guy, I guess it keeps you in yeah, the league. It's kept, it, well, who did I fuck? What's his name in uh, Florida that I play with? Oh fucking Dallas. UC Yokinen. UC Yokinen. Low blocker, old faithful. He did it you know, probably 12 times one year. Same shot. Low blocker. And uh, and it kept him going. and gave him power play time. It was like, you know, it probably did a lot for him. Good guy, you say? Yeah, Good I like you. Yeah. I played with him in Tampa, too. Good guy. Yeah. Loved to play a soccer game. Didn't say yeah, a whole lot. No, I feel a typical Finn. Yeah, Didn't played say hard, though. I like yeah. that he played hard, and he was a shootout specialist. Yeah. That's a perfect example. Yeah. That kept him in the league. For sure. I just think, like, how many fans really love the shootout still? You know, I, like, do you get fired up for it? 
I get fired up for it when I got a fucking minus 190 and I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Fucking score. Shit. Yeah, Shit. Yeah. Fucking Gino gone. And the best of three is tough. Would you like to see best of five? Yeah. If you're gonna a little more see. depth on the bench. Eh? Yeah. Get a couple if you're going to make it, you know, if it's going to be for a full point. What about just Five one shooters. shooter? Sudden death right from the start. Put out your best. I put out my best. We score. We get to get on the bus. I'd like to see it go from three on three to two on two, if that's the case. <laughs> Move the nets up? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck. Just if it's one shot, it's just go one on one. Connor McDavid versus fucking anybody. Yeah. I mean, you didn't take many shootouts. What, what was your, you know, if you lost no, a I shootout. I think I was like. Two for seven. What if you lost a shootout? You know, how would you act in the room after? Like, we lost, right? But we didn't really lose. Like, we just lost the fucking shootout. Or were you on teams that, hey, boy, shake it off. It's a shootout loss. Shootout loss. Yeah. We got the point. We're still going out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a divisional opponent. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, great question. I'll read the next one here. Mike Barry. Why does OB hate Captain Canada is the subject. Oh, Captain Canada is Ryan Smith with, yeah. a, with a Y. Fellas, longtime listener of the pod, Michael Barry here from good old Ajax. Fucking Ajax Axman. Question for Obes. Whenever Ryan Smith gets brought up, Obes seems to seems to point. He's not his, he's not Captain Canada. This must have a story here that goes with the fellas. Love to hear it. Thanks for the episode week to week. Always rest in peace, Scoopsy. Mike Barry from Ajax. About 45 minutes from hometown, just outside Toronto. Oh, yeah. We used to play baseball against them. They kick our ass every time. Ajax Hammers? The hockey team was called the Ajax Axman. 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 That's a good name. Mike, I'll tell you why I hate Ryan Smith. First of all, because <laughs> he thought he was Rain Gretzky, which he was nowhere even the same fucking breath. I don't care if he wore the long gloves and tucked his shirt in or what the fuck ever. <laughs> so you're not even close to Wayner. He, he was just, I, I used to want to kill him in front of the net. I'll give him credit. He could take a fucking beating and he would go to the net hard. Yeah. But the reason I hated him was when I signed with Colorado, I heard a story about him in preseason. He just signed a huge ticket with the Colorado Avalanche. Exhibition game. It was a puck in front of the net. Obviously, Ryan Smith is in front of the net. This kid shot it. Some young kid that was just playing an exhibition game that I don't think ever played in the NHL in an exhibition game. And Ryan Smith went to the ref. It hit my pants and took the kid's goal in an exhibition game. And this guy was in the league for fucking 10 years by then or maybe more. And at that point, I let him know. Every time I played against him, I go, you think you're Captain Canada Smith? You're fucking nuts. I would love, I mean, every game I would <laughs> chirp him. Every fuck. I go, you're such a fucking nerd, Smitty. You're no, no one thinks you're cool. Not even people in Edmonton that you think love you think you're cool. You're a fucking nerd. Every game. I hate him. That's letting him have it. I hate him. He was a decent player, but. Yeah, I give you that. He was, he was decent. He, he was ate. slow and couldn't skate or shoot. He just went to the net. I'll give him that. I mean, I cross-checked him a lot up. Yeah, he played in the right era for what he was doing. Um, do, you do, like, do you like him? No, no, I, no he was never my style yeah. player. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate him. Yeah. Like, uh, I didn't have like hatred for him like other guys. I just hate. And another but, thing um, is like. Sorry to cut you off, but no. if you're Captain Canada and you get that title from the World Championships, it means you're missing the fucking playoffs, right? Like, oh, congratulations. It's your fucking sixth World Championship in a row. What? Captain yeah. Canada. Captain Canada, Wayne Gretzky, Crosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah why was he? That's the wrong nickname for him. <laughs> yeah. Captain Nerd would be yeah. a fucking better one. Yeah, but. Assistant Captain Canada. Do people in Edmonton love him, though? Like, is I don't he, think is so. Is he like... Uh, uh, does he still work there? I, I don't know. I mean, I lost the, guy, the last thing I remember about Ryan Smith is him getting knocked out cold in a men's senior hockey game in Alberta. Remember that? Some guy beat him up, right? Some guy grabbed him and just fucking tuned him up or hit him with his head. No, hit him with his head down. Ooh, yeah, that's right. It was a hit. That's the last thing I remember of Ryan Smith. Well, you don't play men's league right there. Not in Alberta. No. <laughs> maybe out here. Maybe out here. Great. Yeah, I bet they are. I bet they are. So, uh, Bears, thanks for the call, buddy. Ajax. Um, that's why I hate Ryan Smith up dog. So, Max, you want to you do a call-in one, bud? Yeah, we had a good one here. Good timing on this one based on the sentiment you guys came in towards uh, this guy today. Fellas, got a good one for you. It involves your boy Larry Flowers, so buckle up. Oh, no. The year is 2019. The boys have just won the Vermont Pond Hockey Championships. Okay, father and son kind of deal. We got a bunch of 60-year-olds with some 30 20 somethings took down the whole B division, not a big deal. Well, the next year or next month, I decide I'm gonna DM Larry fucking Flowers, see if he can get me some championship rings for the boys. Couldn't have been more about it. He said, Fitzy, you fucking beauty. I love it. What's your phone number? 
let's get a meeting. Can you hop on a call? I gave him all the information he asked for. He said, great, let's do it. Never responded. Larry, that was three years ago, and I'm putting you on the milk carton. Love it. And I want missing curfew to let the people know. You pigeon tossed me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this is my favorite caller of the year. What's his name? I'm fucking DMing this guy. I'm going to reach. What's his name? This is Fitzy. Fitzy. Uh, thank you, Fitzy. I love you, buddy. Flowers. You know why he didn't get back to you, Fitzy? Because you don't play in the NHL. He's not going to fucking <laughs> jock sniff you all the way to the fucking, all right? If you would have played in the NHL, you would have been in your DMs jock sniffing you. Let's be honest. Flowers is the biggest jock sniffer in the world. Totally. You know, he's a jock sniffer. Um, I would say uh, he was probably going to make you a fake ring anyway. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it'd be cubic sarconia in there or something. He probably got, Flowers probably looked up the price. It was like, this isn't worth my time. This it's is just not, big yeah, league. Yeah. He big leagued him. Yeah. Plus, he's never won anything in his life. So he's, <laughs> he's sitting there like probably jealous that you guys won the Vermont yeah. championship. And he's just, yeah. Yeah. He got cut from his fucking junior TV team, probably <laughs> Flowers. Like, I mean, the flowers played in that uh, a shuppies turn. I, I'll be honest, flowers is terrible. Terrible. He can't even skate. Was he all? He can't shoot. No. I remember I got flowers. To I, come I up. tried to pass him once on the two on one. Started to cut you yeah, off. No, and no. it fucking just laid flat. Fumble fucked it and missed the net. And I said, "That's the last <laughs> pass you'll ever get from me. Ever. <laughs> totally. I'm hitting. I'll hit fucking senator before I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not saying something. I'll give it to Cuba Good Junior before yeah. I give it to you. I got flowers. I'm sure we told this year, uh, last year we did it, but I'll tell you, I got. I was waiting for him, and he went behind the net to pick up the puck, and he for him to pick up the puck, he had to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, like and I just came around the net, my fat ass, and drilled him. But um, I love that call. Yeah, enough being said. That was a great call. Fits your beauty, putting flowers on the milk carton. Max, you got one more? We got, yep. Soul fact, Sully. Real name's Kyle Sullivan. Anyhow, this might be my third or fourth entry into you. Going to try and keep it sweet. Just listen to you boys again. And. Uppy, you are completely correct. Us Canadians up here are dying to golf. I'm in my basement chipping and putting right now, listening to you boys having a couple beers. And like Old said, yeah, I might be smoking the shit from California. Okay? <laughs> but here we go. I want to know who your favorite golfer is to play with. Like your favorite guy to go out. You know you're going to have an amazing round. And you're also just... You're going to soak it in. I don't know what you're going to get into, but let me know what you're going to get into. <laughs> All right. Sully out, boys. Sully out. Sully out, boys. Does he, does he say like, like we're in like a Cabo, like mixing it, having like, yeah, just he like didn't, a, he, yeah he, I think he, I think he went like, you know, yeah. who are you playing with where you're just fucking making birdies and getting banged up? Yeah. I mean, obviously you and loops back in the day when we were training and, and you know, golfing and then mixing it that would be uh now my boy td i love teeing up with td he's one of my favorite guys to tee up with but like if he's talking a cobble trip i want you loops yeah and billy quinn, billy quinn. yeah like yeah, i mean yeah. i don't know if you would or like favorite golfer on the pj tour favorite golfer to get banged up. i mean i've been banged up with you and loops the most on the golf course it's not even a question I play my best golf when I play with Stewie, my boy Blaine Stewart. Yeah. He dials in my game. He so. does bring the best out. The fuck is Stewie good? Yeah, he's good. He pisses me off how good he is almost, right? Like, I shouldn't cheer Because you're like, him. how can you be so chunky and be so fucking good? <laughs> no, I usually pull for the chunky guys, I know, too, right? Like, like fucking, fuck, I want to cheer for you because you're chunky, but. But, like, how are you fucking turning on that like yeah. that? He's, just, he's got the smooth fucking. And those fucking, those, those shorts are so tight. Check yeah. the shit stains in there. Fucking out. That's one thing I'll say about Stewie, his golf attire. He was like John Ron when he came on tour. Like, hey, John, I've been there. You know, you got to bump up to double XL, right? There totally. comes a time where you put the, you're like, it's over. It's oh, double he X. gets those shorts, those 30 Stewie, Stewie yeah. puts those shorts on. They're eating his arse and he's fucking <laughs> flat ass. And he's hitting these cuts down the fucking middle. I'm going, this guy's going to shoot 71 on me. Oh, 70. At least. He's so good. He never shoots over par. And then, you know, the, I love Stewie, but then he'll come to me like, you know, on the back night, like, you know what you're doing wrong? Oops. I'm like, no, Stewie, I don't really fucking need you to tell me. You got me fucking beat four ways back here. He's like, yeah, you know, you got to get the right hand over get the elbow tucked. I'm like, would you fuck off? All right. Like, I'm just trying yeah. to square one up here. Yeah. We don't, but he's a great player. Great. It player. just helps my tempo. Like tempo is everything I think in golf. The best. When your game starts to go one way or the other, it's because like you're either too quick. It's usually because you're too quick. For sure. But his his fucking tempo, this one, 
two, three. Yeah. Boom. Smoothie Douglas. Yeah. The best I've ever seen you tee it up is when we qualified for the Cravens, where I grabbed your phone, I put it in the fucking, in your bag. I said, let's go, buddy. We're playing alternate shot. I played good for me. Uppy, you didn't even, you missed, you hit one shot that was loose. Where that You missed a green. Other than that, you fucking striped it all day. We shot, what did we shoot? 75, 76, 77 or oh, something we like that. Dialed. And we, yeah, we were qualified for the championship round. That's the best round I've ever seen you play. Yeah. And then I've seen you put together some good rounds in Cabo when you're just mangled and you're just hitting it fucking 350 and your shirt's off. Cocked. Cocks hard and you're fucking, <laughs> you know. I'm like, how much we down? And Luke's is like, press him. I'm like, don't fucking press him. Press him. Are you fucking nuts? This guy's a Mr. Shaw. He's drunk as a skunk. Don't press him. We'll press you. Like, let's go play. In the- Loops is notorious for let's play a couple more. Remember back in the day when yeah. we were younger? In the desert or in Cabo. Yeah, let's go play a few more. Too. Yeah. Manchester had him bent over one day and <laughs> let's go a thousand bucks a hole. I'm like, loops, you're, you're getting worse. Like I, I want to be in this with you, but yeah. this is, you're just giving shit Manchester yeah, money. Yeah, I might as well play him by myself. Yeah. Well, I was, I, they were playing like it was, oh, you're just we had a team game them. going and he, but he was playing Manchester straight up and, and, and he was getting pinned and Manchester was getting better and better. And I'm like, this is not going to turn out great for your fellow, but he loves a good E9 loops. He loves yeah, a good E9. Totally. But, God, golf's fun. How about PGA guy? Who would you be? You know, I mean, my PGA guy would be uh, probably DJ. Yeah, have you not played with him? I thought you did. Nah, he came out and hit a couple balls with us. And That'll be I just easy feel for like you to get banged up with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ, <laughs> if I ever get, you know, we've we've ripped Cat, we've ripped Patrick Kentley a lot on this podcast. If my phone ever there's a text that says you want to play with Dustin Johnson, yeah, fuck yeah, 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 run into the tee, hundred percent. Yeah, I would love to play a teed up with him. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, great questions here. You want to do one more call, Max? Yeah, let's do Let's do one more. Why not? What's up, boys? Cole from Minnesota. Checking in again. Shocker. I'll send you guys a fucking royalty check in the mail for all the airtime I've been getting these past couple weeks. But so I'm sitting here in the fucking cold Minnesota and I just watched the Minnesota Wild and Avalanche game. Obviously, the Wild won. And that was a late game, so there's no games on after that. So I figure I flicked on some fucking random hockey game on YouTube. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching um, Kings-Coyotes 2012 Western Conference Finals Game 5. And I think Doughty or someone scored in overtime. And I like I think a Coyote or someone got hooked or it might have been an offside like right before the goal. And Shane Doan and Yandel were fucking livid at the refs, like slamming their sticks on the glass, like right in the ref's face, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just wondering if like either of you two have done that or if you've seen like a teammate do that and you've had to be like, hey, like calm down, get out of his face. And a second question is, have you guys ever like been on the bench and like gotten credit with a first or second assist that you've had no idea about? Or have, has there been a time where you guys think you've gotten assist and then on the stat sheet it gets taken away because of the replay? Thanks, boys. Well, we talked about assists right back in our day before we had all these camera angles. Like, you, you, you have an assist and then they announce it. You wouldn't get it. You have to go to the captain or the assistant captain. Up, you go talk to the ref for me. Or if you knew, if it was a, a guy you knew, you'd be like, hey, fella. I touched that. Yeah, I don't know if they do that anymore. I don't think they have to with all the camera angles they have. Totally. Like, they have so many camera angles. And it's not... I don't even think the ref goes and s- no, says who scores I don't think anymore. so either. I don't think so either. I think they just fucking... All right, face off. Let's go. Yeah. Before, it used to be like they'd go to the bench and they'd talk to... You know, they'd go over to the, uh, the keeper's box and basically yeah. talk to their linesman and say, who passed those pucks? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they'd fuck it up all the time. All the time. Because they were out to lunch. And but, for a guy like me, who I, I, the points were few and far between, I, and when I got one, I wanted it. I never went. I never went and got a phantom. But if if, if it hit me or I touched it, I mean, and I thought I'm like, I want assist. that apple. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't get many. How phantoms. you get judged and make money in yeah, this world? Totally. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember. Stats yeah, I was I was getting twenty points in Colorado, and it was like getting near twenty because I don't want to get there. And there was one assist, and I I fought for it all night. <laughs> and then after the game, I went to the media guy B. I'm like, you got to get me that apple. Like, and he called the league the next day, and they changed it. I felt like kind of a loser, but I, I was know, like, that's my apple. Like, yeah, and figure it out, League. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's that's the stuff that would piss you off. Yeah, and then the best that I've ever seen chirping uh, the, the, the linesman or oh, ref yeah. is Tamo Solani. I mean, my rookie year. <laughs> was just up, oh, oh, just rip. I'll buy you out. They pay you for this. They really pay you for this. <laughs> and I'm like, this is unbelievable. And Chris Pronger. Yeah. I mean, Prong, Prongs would like dictate the way the game is called. So I like, know. These, some of these refs would be like, like, he'd light them up and they would let Prongs do whatever he wanted the rest of the time. Why? Because he was six foot six making fucking gonna, ten bananas. 
Well, he couldn't hurt them though, or whatever. <sighs> I know. I know. It was crazy. What and, I know, I, I know that feeling because I've been on the other side of you know games being called the way prongs wanted them to be called, or or you go in to hit him and he just like butt ends you. <laughs> He'll stick the butt end through his stick, and you're just like in the gut, and you're like, and he's just whatever. Yeah, fuck you. Don't come near me. Right. That's how he would play oh, yeah. and talk. Fuck yeah. Like don't come try to hit me. Yeah. Spear you. You're like okay. Forgot how big Prongs was. I saw yeah, him at the alumni golf it was, tournament. He was, was dirty fucking, too. Oh, the dirtiest. dirtiest. The dirtiest. Nice. I mean, what he did to guys, and I, I didn't play a lot my rookie year, so I was watching him a lot. Like I was like, I can't believe he got away with that. Like I'm talking like and two handers to the back of the legs and butt ends and fucking spear. Yeah. And like it's just like, and he would let the refs have it if they if he didn't like something, he let them have it. But Tampa, not really. I mean, Marty sometimes would get fired up, but Marty always respected them pretty well. Vancouver, maybe Kessler, myself, or Juice, but yeah, Solani and Prongs are two guys that would let them have it. Any veterans that you can think of? Um, From Philly or Jason Smith? Anyone? Hartnell. Hartsey. Hartnell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hartsey for In sure. like a funny way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hartsey for um, sure. No, but not, I mean, besides me, oh, fuck, I'd be <laughs> ripping everyone. I yeah, went yeah. through a stage where I got way too many penalties. Yeah, yeah. And I'd let the refs have it. Yeah, me too. When we were young, we both yeah. took way too many penalties when we were young. We learned, we yeah. learned as we got older that we could, we, well, yeah. we weren't going to probably uh, stay in the league if we did it. No, I know. But I, even down the stretch, like in St. Louis, I probably took too many. This is too kamikaze. No, you were kamikaze, but you, you definitely tightened it up yeah, in yeah, your yeah. second half of your career. Yeah. Like if you took, if we pulled clips from the way you played in Philly to the way you played in St. Louis, I would think you were probably way more under control to a certain extent. Like I bet you took more penalties in Philly than you did in the loop. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I You're think right. from just yeah. remember playing against. Yeah, you. yeah. I mean, you almost took my fucking eye out. So yeah, that's true. Uh, Maxi Binger, thank you, boys. Up dog, I love the curfew my calls. Man. Keep them coming, fella. That was missing curfew, fella. When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.